Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Dr. Jean Ausler. Jean has a PhD in business psychology and is considered one of the country's top business consultants, a top-rated speaker, and a world-class business performance coach. She's the author of Give Up Goals and Results Are Yours. Using innovative brain science, Dr. Jean is the creator of a groundbreaking business growth system called the Caveman Brain Business Growth System, powered by Caveman Brain. Thanks so much for joining me today, Dr. Jean. Oh, thanks so much, Diane. I'm so excited to be here, and I really appreciate you having us on this amazing podcast. Well, I am thrilled to have you here, and um, I I love... uh, the title, you know, give up goals and results are yours. Um, Yeah, that's really great. And I, listen, will you explain to the listeners what uh, is caveman brain? Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, I I just want to let you know, the book name is a bit controversial. People are like, we always have goals and goals are super important. And I'm like, yeah, most of us don't get there. That's why give them up because if you start to think about results and be um, oriented to achieving an outcome, our brains can actually do that much better. So uh, what is caveman brain? So caveman brain is your amygdala and it sits in the back of your head. It's been with us since caveman days. And what its whole uh, thing is to make sure that you don't die. That's its only purpose in life. It scans the horizon, like breathing. You don't even know what's happening, constantly looking for danger. It only knows what it sees and what it hears. And when we were cave people and the bushes would rustle, our our brains would react to it. The amygdala would react to it and flood our body with chemicals to either fight, flight, or freeze. That's great uh, when we were trying to survive from cyber-toothed tigers, but there's not really much today that can kill us. However, uh, caveman brain, uh, since its job is to make sure we don't die, it is constantly working. And now it makes up stories to protect us from things that don't really need to be protecting us. So I learned about this when I wanted to grow my company and my company wasn't growing the way I wanted to, and I couldn't figure out what, what was wrong with me. And I hired four coaches. One of them happened to be a Harvard neuroscientist. And when I learned about the amygdala and how it was making up stories to prevent me from moving forward to being more successful, I really thought, wow, this is so fascinating. And so I called it caveman. I called it my caveman brain. And then I would teach my clients whatever I was teaching myself and whatever I was learning and how to make myself better. I was teaching my clients which my clients were seeing great success. And so then I decided that I would make it into a system, which now we teach a lot of people um, how to harness your caveman brain so that you can be successful and not be stuck in the areas that you do no longer want to be stuck in. So that's caveman brain. Okay. 
I, I'm I'm stuck. Uh, <laughs> of course you are, right? Sorry. <laughs> but the but the place I'm stuck on at the moment is what are we um so so if our caveman brain is um you know protecting us and, and keeping keeping us safe in the current day and age, what are we what what does it think it's saving us from? Hmm. Well, and remember it's there not for you to die. So a lot of times, for example, um, huh. when we think about uh, new business development specifically, our business growth or growing our companies, one of the first things we say is, well, I don't have time to do that. If I, if I, if I bring in more business or I want to grow my company, how am I going to do that? Like, like, that's just, wow, I got enough to do already. Well, that's your caveman brain talking to you to tell you that if you are to bring in more business or to grow your company, that that's going to bring on more challenges and more burdens. And why don't we just stay where we are right now? Because we're comfortable and we're safe. So therefore, we don't really need to do anything else. So then what happens is, is that instead of going out and growing our company, what we do is we do the safe thing and we work in our business. And we work on the things that we like that, that make us familiar, that keep us in a place that's safe. However, that doesn't mean that it's a safe place because if we aren't growing, we are dying. And growth is really the lifeblood of any organization. And so the fact is, is that we have to talk to our caveman brains and put it in a place that makes it help us, not hurt us. If I could, Diane, I'm going to give you this story from a client that I just started working with yesterday. Great. He said, because caveman brain comes from four places. It comes from your childhood, from your parents, from your culture, your life experiences. And often I get people who say to me, I, when I came home with a 97 on my test, my mom or dad would say, we're the other three points. And mm -hmm. I'm constantly striving for the other three points. And I and I think to myself, well, as adults, if we're in the 97th percentile, we're doing pretty darn good. Yeah. You really need to keep striving for the other three points. Let's not, let's just settle for the 97% or wherever you might be. But this client yesterday, when I was talking about caveman brain, he said to me, you know, Gene, I was raised uh, to play an instrument. I was playing the woodwind. I was playing a clarinet. And he goes, I don't know if you ever played a clarinet, but it's like licking a wooden spoon and I don't like it. And he said, so I decided that I'd go out to the foot for the football team. I gave up my clarinet, went off of the football team. And he said, and I'm a really didn't realize this, a natural athlete. And so I um, was excited to be with my friends, but I ended up displacing my best friend on the football team who'd been on the football team since peewee football. And he, and he goes, and I was really good at football but my friend stopped being my friend. Oof. And he said, and he turned all the other people on the football team against me. So what I decided to do was not to be good at football. And I just, I just pretended I was bad at it. And then I got taken off the team. And he said, that is been following me for the rest of my natural born life. Wow. Whether it's personally or professionally. He's like, I never think, you know, like I, I can be really, really great. At business development, I could be a really great leader. I can be a really great this, but I'm constantly sacrificing so that I can make sure that people still like me. Wow. That's caveman brain. And he's a man in his 50s. So think about how long that's been following him. No kidding. Yep. 
And how is that preventing him from living his best life, both personally and professionally? And what's really fascinating is he, people tell him how great he is, how great a manager he is, what a great leader he is, what a great business developer he is. And yet he doesn't think he's good enough because he's so afraid that people won't like him anymore because of this experience he had in high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. All Thank of us have that. Kind of, that. Yeah, oh. All of us have that kind of story yeah. that's preventing of us from being more successful. And I call that baggage that is no longer serving you. And let's get that off the train. We come from a place of keeping ourselves as small because if we're big, we're going to get in trouble. People are going to take shots at us. People won't like us anymore. Uh, We are, cavemen are pack animals. We like living in groups. And so, and if we got knocked out of the group when we were living in caveman days, we'd be dead. But nowadays, our societies are such that you can live on your own and not die, but we still have the need to be with people and be liked and to be successful. So we often keep ourselves small when we could be showing people how wonderful their life could be by being more successful. And when we harness our caveman brain to um, help us do that, as opposed to protecting us and often derailing us, uh, that can make a huge difference in someone's life. So how do we harness that to get, let's talk about better business growth. So this sounds a little crazy when I say this, so forgive me, but you have this, uh, you often have this voice in your head that says things to you. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't do that today, or that's that's not good, or don't go there. I, I tell the story that um, as children, we're taught not to speak to strangers. But yet in business growth, in order to find new business, to grow your company, you often have to talk to strangers, right? (laughs) When did we get permission to talk to strangers? (laughs) When did that happen? So the things that you've grown up with from your childhood, your culture, your parents, your life experiences Mm. are impacting you. Those voices are impacting you. And you have to think about what is it that you want to achieve, which is why it's not a goal. It's a, a result. It's what is it that I really want? And to know that it's okay to have that, whatever that is, and then to have a path forward around that and to constantly talk to your caveman brain of, thank you for helping me. I appreciate that. We're going to do this instead. Caveman brain doesn't know facts from fiction. You can watch a scary movie and um, the victim's about to get killed, your heart will start to beat faster. Your hands will get clammy. You'll start to feel afraid, but it's not real. It's it's just a movie. So often things that we create are not real. So we ha- so I often, like this client I said to yesterday, I said, is that a fact or is that an opinion? If it's a fact, great. If it's an opinion, mm-hmm. then why don't you find out, ask the question, see what's happening. So if you're afraid of growing your company for whatever reason, fear of rejection, fear fear of failure, fear of the unknown, really, is that going to kill you? Or is it something that you could step forward and course correct as you go along? I see. Okay. So talk to me about the four-phase process. 
So in business growth, and when you start to think about how to harness your caveman brain, we've come up with a system that there's four phases that you will cycle through for the rest of your natural business growth life. The first one is alignment. So you have, and actually it's a circle, so you could start anywhere. A lot of times people start in mind junk because you got to clear out all of this stuff that's preventing you from being more successful. And then move forward to think to yourself, okay, if I'm going to be in alignment, I need to know my ideal target client, like my science project. I don't know about you, Diane, but when I was in fourth grade, I did a report on dolphins. I could tell you everything you ever want to know about <laughs> dolphins. People talk about volcanoes or elephants, or and we all had to do that report in fourth yeah. grade. And and you knew everything. And the challenge nowadays is that we don't know enough about our ideal target client. And with the pandemic, everything is brandy new. So no matter where you came from before the pandemic, uh, mm. selling, marketing, and growing is all new to every single person. Yeah. Master marketers are really struggling and graphing with and looking for ways to tell people how to grow because we're in this new playing field. So I often say, if you don't know your ideal target client, like your science project, but you can't spot them from across the airport, if you can't tell people what they say, what their pains, what their fears are, um, then you don't know them that well. I had I had a client who would say to me, uh, I I like to, to talk to people, I like to talk to women who who drive the bus. And I said, well, if you showed up at a party and said, hi, hi, Diane, are you a woman who drives the bus? First of all, would she know that she's driving the bus? Right. I don't think that's how, Diane, you would actually describe yourself. Nope. And if I said to you, Diane, I'm looking for people who drive the bus, you'd be like, how would I even, are you asking your friends, hey, do you drive the bus? (laughs) (laughs) So you have to be, and and really what's interesting about caveman brain is that the clearer you are about what you want, the more likely it will go find it for you. Because remember, it's there to protect you. And I often say this is phenomenal that when you buy a new car, all of a sudden you see that car everywhere or you see that color of that car everywhere. Yeah. That's your caveman brain saying you did the right thing. Good choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start to know who your ideal target client is and, and who, uh, the stories that you can tell around that and uh, knowing where to find them, that's alignment. Once you're in alignment, then the next thing is accountability. And most of us, caveman brain again, don't like being held accountable. We're not good at that. I, my daughter is a competitive equestrian and I read a book written by an Olympian that said, this is the, out of 350 pages of the thing I took away. Um, horses are like humans they're lazy and you have to motivate (laughs) them every single day to do the thing you want them to do. I chuckle. But if you think about it, we have to motivate ourselves internally or externally to do things. And I don't know about you, but going to the gym is hard. I much rather have a cookie. (laughs) So uh, understanding the fact that we need accountability. Some people are really good at self-discipline, but most of us really aren't. So what kind of accountability systems do you have in place to make sure that you're doing the right things that you need to do in business growth. When that happens and you have those two things forming in place, then you want to expand. You're like, yeah, this is great. I want to do more. How do I do more? 
And once you get to that point and you're doing more, guess what happens? You hit the ceiling of your caveman brain and your caveman brain goes, oh, we shouldn't be doing anymore. We're really busy. How could we, exp- how can we do any more than we're doing now? And then you find that you're spending a lot of time um, in working on your caveman brain until you can get into alignment. And as an entrepreneur and business owner, I will tell you that uh, two summers ago, I was definitely in mind junk in my own company. I was in mind junk and I spent a lot of time in the summer just kind of sitting and looking out the window and deciding what I was going to do in my life. And I've owned a company for quite a long time. And then finally, it's like, oh, we should do this. And the next thing you know, I was back in alignment, even though I've owned a company, I've owned several companies for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, I'm in accountability. And, and now I'm back in expansion. So, oh, everything so it happens, happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. Uh, and we, um, and we, all the things that we teach, we follow in our own companies as well. Nice. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. When someone goes through these phases and they get to the expansion phase, and then all of a sudden that caveman brain comes back in, um, what do they do? Is it that then they're in mind junk again? Yes, they're in Uh mind junk. And a lot of times we don't realize that we're sitting in mind junk and that caveman brain is keeping us small. I mean, I teach this stuff and I didn't even recognize it because it was the more you clear out of your brain, the less it happens to you. And when it does happen to you, it's like a Mack truck runs you over. (laughs) And then you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because the fact is, is that as you start to clear away the little obstacles of caveman brain, then the bigger obstacles are harder hitting. So I look back at it now and go, oh, yeah, of course. And the pandemic has changed a lot of things, uh, you know, for good and bad. Yeah. So, you know, and and the fact is, like, I really, truly believe this year people want to people want to do things. People want to go places and people are starting to work really hard to make that happen. And that's great. So maybe everyone is back in alignment, accountability, and expansion, and we're all out of mind junk. Maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is anyone ever completely out of mind junk? So you can't eliminate mind junk fully. Okay. Because you have this caveman brain who's there to protect you from dying and is going to flood your body with chemicals to fight, flight, or freeze. I often say that you know how that feels is when you're in an almost car accident. Uh And right after the almost car accident, your body is starting to shake. That's because your body has been flooded with all these chemicals to do something. 
So you can never uh, eliminate it. You can um, make it super small. Uh, you know, what I often say is we can take that person, that caveman brain and, and put it into a very, 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 very small box and put it into a very, very far corner, which you can't eliminate it. And what's fascinating for my clients is I've got whole companies of people who will say to me, Gene, I'm caveman braining. So <laughs> I've got caveman brain. So all of a sudden it's become a noun, an adverb, a verb, um, and people can recognize it. And when you can recognize it, then you can change it. Yeah, so, that, that's really right. Acknowledging and awareness feels like mm-hmm. it's, it's that's part. half the battle is to be yeah. able to acknowledge and then and then you can change it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that I can see that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I will and I will tell you that while I don't believe I have caveman brain that much in my own company, uh, I have you know caveman brain in my in my personal life. My boyfriend will often say, "Wow, Jane, you teach this," but you have it in your own life. I'm like, yes, of course I have caveman brain. <laughs> so I'm applying a lot of the lessons that I that I teach in my company to my personal life now because apparently I need to clean it up. So what's nice about the system is it works any, everywhere in your life. I have ADHD and a learning disability. So I have very little capacity to remember lots of stuff. So I keep things really simple and really repeatable. And that's what's nice about caveman brain is that it works just as well in business as it does in your personal life. It works everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that really, really great. So <clears throat> as I'm absorbing all of this, I'm thinking if someone's listening and they're realizing that that they are um not moving forward with things, that they're not getting where they want to go, that that is their first like aha okay i'm in caveman brain i'm in mind junk i need to sit with this and move that out is there um is there like a a process for getting rid of the mind junk yes there is and and diane you're absolutely right and what happens when people get to the place that you just described is they often think i need to go learn something i need a new skill set yeah I need a new toolkit. And I spent a lot of time looking for the silver bullet, the magic pill that would fix me to make me better. And the reality was I didn't need to learn anything else. Oh. I needed to work on my mindset. I needed to work on the mind junk. I needed to work on the caveman brain. We um, are constantly looking for, it's like, it's almost like I've got this system. It doesn't work anymore. Out, find a new system. Yeah. There really isn't anything new under the sun in terms of business growth. And what I say to people, again, my daughter, who's the equestrian, jumping a horse over a fence is the same process, no matter what the size fence or what type of horse you're riding. And why do all these uh, riders go to different trainers is because it's the voice that you can hear. It's the voice that you can understand. Uh, I remember trucking my child and the horse up to an Olympian barn with my trainer at the time. And I'm standing there next to the trainer. And I say to the guy, you've been trying to get her to do that for six months. This Olympian guy is telling her and she did it in six minutes. What the heck? And my trainer said, it's the voice you can hear. Wow. I love that. It's the voice you can hear. So there is no magic pill or silver bullet. It's 
if you have a system that works, don't chuck it. Just start working on your caveman brain because it's working. It just is not working for the moment because your mindset is not, you're in mind, you're stuck. You don't need to learn anything else new. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm just, I guess I'm thinking about the the self-talk you go through to get past that mind junk because whatever it is, you know, like that client of yours who realized they were dealing with something they'd been dealing with since they were in high school. Um, I mean, is it as easy as just saying to yourself out loud, okay, this is what I'm doing to myself. This is what I'm, this is, this is the story I'm telling and putting it in a box. Well, you would think that it would be that easy. I would hope. (laughs) I often tell my clients, there is no hope. There is just do or do not. And they tell me they sound like Yoda. They're like, Dr. G, you sound like Yoda. No, there is no try. Right. There is no hope. Right. right? There's just moving forward and working on it. One would hope. So one could hope that that would happen. Um, The fact is, is that our brains are very, very powerful organs. It is the least studied organ in our brain, in our bodies. Um, Dr. Amen is a, a man who has scanned over a hundred thousand people's brains. And he's used those scans to help people in so many different areas. But if you think about how we treat mental health or um, how we treat ADHD, we don't scan the brain. We just prescribe drugs or we do therapy. If we had a heart condition or something wrong with our kidneys or our lungs, we would scan those organs to figure out what's going on. But we just don't scan our brains. So the fact is, is that our brain is working in a certain way. And until we understand that, because we create these neurological pathways. And what's interesting about brain health is that we can create and and collapse neurological pathways in about 45 days. So while you can hope to put the story away, you have to start telling yourself something different and believe that. Uh If you tell your brain something different three times a day, I even just say two and you tell it to yourself 30 days, your brain will now believe the new thing that you're telling it. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. So for example, I used to think I was a terrible writer. Again, I told you I have a, I have a learning disability. Uh, and so I, I would say to myself, I can't write. I'm a terrible writer until one day my college roommate said to me, I think you're a terrific writer. I love the way you write. You, you just are terrible at grammar and spelling. You just need a really good editor. I was like, wait, what? And so I then said, okay, I'm going to tell myself every day I'm a great writer. So I was like, I'm a great writer. Every time my brain would say, you're a terrible writer, Jamie. I go, no, I'm not. I am a great (laughs) writer. I I can write. I can write stories that people really want to read. I am such a great writer. I can't even begin to tell you how great a writer I am. I'm a great writer. And that's how I wrote that book. (laughs) Give up goals and results of yours because I told myself I was a great writer. And and now I write people's marketing messages. <laughs> we, write, we write all this kind of stuff. We write all this advertising and marketing things. And I think to myself, and yet for many years, how many, how, I was telling myself I was a terrible writer. I'm a great writer. Yeah. Well, I'm on board. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yep. 
If you, what I had said to this gentleman, that was uh, my new client. I said to him, why don't you make a list of all the things that you're telling yourself? I told him that I made a list of 30 things when I had learned this from the Harvard neuroscientist. I made a list of 30. I was like, beat 30. See if you can beat 30 things. <laughs> and then there's a, then what we'll do is figure out what you want to say in place of that. Ah. And then we're going to have you say those things. And people call these affirmations and that's fine. You can say these affirmations to yourself every day for 30 days. Uh, and you will then be in a different place. It's simple. It's not always easy because we caveman brain likes to be safe. It doesn't mm-hmm. want to get out of its comfort zone. I will tell you that I spent a whole year learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And there is no place that I can go or do that's not going to make me feel comfortable being in an uncomfortable position. Most of us are not willing to put ourselves in uncomfortableness. And yet that's where growth happens. Best book I read by Jesse Itzner, Living with a Seal. If you want to learn how to get seal, Yeah, Living with a Seal. If you want to learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable, great book about how to do that. Made me laugh out loud. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great book. Um, And, and, and most, as I said, if growing, you got to grow or you're going to die. So growing is important. Growing is challenging and you can get uncomfortable in growing. And sometimes you have to have some courageous conversations with people. And the fact is that once you do all of that and you don't die, your cave membrane goes, okay, we can do this. Let's move forward. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I love this conversation and um, I've had so many little ahas while we are having it that I am forever grateful. Um, And speaking of books, so will you tell the listeners how they can find you, how they can get your book, you know, all Mm -hmm. that stuff? Yep. So it's very simple. Uh, You can go to cavemanbrain.com. So that's just cavemanbrain.com. And on cavemanbrain.com, you will find um, a lot of resources that are downloadable for free. We, that we actually teach our clients. Uh, Our mission is to leave you better than we found you. So if you never work with us, that's okay. Uh, We want you to be able to have the tools because some people can self-implement and be really great. Yeah. We also have free trainings so that you can come to our virtual trainings and learn things. Because again, we want to imply this knowledge because we want everyone to harness their cave memory because we all have it. And then we also have um, our books that you can and buy and, and you can also um, uh, be part of our course or you can have us come and work within within your company. So it's all there at cavemanbrain.com. Fabulous. I will make sure all of that is in the show notes. And as I said, Dr. Jean, thank you so much for joining me. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, 
goodbye and good day. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.